When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello there and welcome to Thank the Maker, a podcast about heroes, princesses, scoundrels, hokey religions, ancient weapons, and all things Star Wars. I'm your host, Adam Russell. It's just me. That's it. This is weird. I'm by myself in my basement. And I'm here to tell you that this week we have a little special treat. We're actually bringing you the first official episode of Armor Party, which is a new podcast on the Thank the Maker Network. We're now a network of two, like we've mentioned before. We have this new podcast. We have our friend Mike Forrester, known as Hondo Supply on Instagram. He has a great business. Uh, he makes Star Wars kind of uh, trinkets, things that are that are relevant to Batu. And he has started a new podcast about costuming. He's a member of the 501st Legion, which is a costuming organization. They do charity work. They do all kinds of other stuff, but mainly they're kind of the authority on what is officially a canon helmet or suit of armor or this or that. He's a member of some other things as well. He's big in the costuming community, and he's created this podcast to bring that to anyone who's either already into costuming or interested in it. Maybe you want to make a helmet or you want to just you want to make a Jedi outfit or you want to make a full-blown set of Stormtrooper armor. His podcast is for you. Even if you don't know if you're into it, it's probably for you too because he's going to talk about a lot of stuff in Star Wars that will really kind of give you insight into the the kind of Den of Antiquities level stuff, mainly with costumes, of course. He'll be hitting all over the map, especially when new stuff, we got new Bad Batch and whatnot coming out. They're going to be talking about those costumes already in this first episode they are. So it's just, it's awesome. If you enjoyed him as a guest recently on our podcast, you will definitely enjoy this Armor Party podcast. It's even better, to be honest. I had fun with him, but this first episode is super dope. He has a guest named John Rodriguez, who goes by Alpha Ignition on Instagram. He makes amazing stuff, and his photography is super dope. He's the first guest, and he'll be dropping new episodes every other Tuesday. Who knows? Maybe it'll be every Tuesday later. But for now, that's the cadence of the release. And this very first episode we're bringing to you to give you a little taste, and hopefully you'll subscribe to his podcast, follow him on Instagram at Armor Party Show, and get into it. So stoked. We are now a network of two. A dyad in the force, if you will. Super pumped. For our podcast, Thank the Maker, though, we are doing a May the 4th special until the end of this weekend, which will be, I don't know what date that is, the end of the weekend following May the 4th. 10% off on all merch at thankthemakermerch.com. Go check it out. We have that new design, which is my favorite so far. They ate that lady. Investigate Endor. We've got that. And uh, the four other shirts. Yeah, four total. So go check them out. 10% off until the end of the weekend of the week of May the 4th. And without further ado, I bring you Armor Party. Stop that ship. Blast them.
Well, hello, my friends. Welcome to our very first episode of Armor Party, a show celebrating the costumes and costumers of the Star Wars saga. I am your host, Mike Forrester, and before we kick things off, I wanted to give you a little insight into what this show will be about. To give you some background on myself, I've been a Star Wars costumer for the past few years, and it's changed my life completely. I've met some incredible people with even cooler backgrounds during my time in the clubs, and wanted an outlet to not only let them tell their stories, but hopefully inspire more people to further their fandom and build their own costume. We're going to dive into how-tos, discuss details of equipment, paints, priming, tips, tricks, tales of legendary troops, and you'll hear this all from the costumers themselves. If you've considered making your own costume but felt a little lost trying to get started, this is the show for you. If you're already a costumer and want to hear more from others within this huge community, Armor Party will also entertain. Thanks for listening, and I think it's time we get started, right? It's May the 4th, and I couldn't think of a better person to talk to than one of the first approved Bad Batch members himself. He's got one of the greatest Instagrams to follow if you're a costumer. I'm so excited to have him as my first guest on the show. He goes by Alpha Ignition online, but I know him as John Rodriguez. John, welcome to the Armor Party. Hello. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Man, I'm excited. I think when we originally connected on on social... I know that cosplayers always have a relationship with photographers in some way or the other. And I remember your photography that I think it's Mark Edwards shoots for you mostly yeah. was like, damn, this is, this is well done. You're insanely talented in terms of doing it from the ground up from 3d printing all the way to finishing. I love your stuff and it's been fun for us to be able to connect. And I know that like our humor is the same and I'm like, man, I got to get you on the show, man. So how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, I'm doing great. Just to add that yeah, Mark is usually the first guy I call. He's also a huge Star Wars fan and he's yeah. actually in the 501st too. So I, I'm, I'm sure you know. I'm I'm geek we're able to connect and I'm geek we're able to talk about this because I know that you and I have, have joked about not having enough time, not having enough money, <laughs> being able to figure out what we want to spend all our, our energy on. And, and it's really cool to see yeah. how hard you get after it in terms of just making, making stuff. I think that's really important because I, I look at other people and I think, man, it's sometimes it can be hard to say I got stuck in a spot and I'm leaving it, but you just seem to, you just power through it, man. It's really, it's really inspiring to see. Oh, well, I appreciate that. Um, I m more now than ever, I have almost no time cause I've got a, an almost two year old and and I work too. I don't, I don't do this all day. Um, yet, but, yet. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I, I have like 20 or 30 minute spurts, you know, throughout the day where I can go and just give it hell. Cause if I go light and I just look at it and go, Hmm, hmm I'm never going to get anything done. So in that time, I'm like, all right, like I tell my wife too, sometimes I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to the garage, give me 30 minutes, you know, let me, let me just focus on this real quick and then I'll come and do whatever the hell yep. I want. Anyway, yep. I know that. So I know that. So I'll go. And, you know. I know that struggle, man. I totally know it. So John, let's, let's yeah. get a little bit of frame of reference. So, um, so you're, you're in Southern California. Yes. I'm in Los Angeles. And, and you're a member of a few of the costuming clubs, right? You're 501st Rebel Legion and Mandalorian Mercs? Yeah, 501st Rebel Legion, Mando Mercs, and also Saber Guild, uh, oh, which was yeah. actually the first group I joined. They were the first. And then I was like, ooh, there's more. You know, 
join the rest. <laughs> and and so we like, can clearly see where that where that went from there. Yeah. So let's let's go all the way back to the beginning, man. I've got to know because the point of the podcast, and obviously this is early enough in the show where I'm trying to kind of uncover really what got people started on uh, down this down mm. this rabbit hole, man. And it's deep and it's deep and it's nerdy. And I would love to know, like, what is your, what's kind yeah. of your Star Wars story, man? Like what, what, what is your, your first memory? Like, what is it um, about Star Wars that you remember that set your hooks? Yeah. One of, well, one of my earliest childhood memories of watching Star Wars was, uh, I, I had a best friend that lived on the same block. I think it was seven or eight. And he'd either come over or I'd go to his apartment. We, we both lived on the same street. So we'd like, yo, you know, coming over, whatever, bring toys, whatever. And we'd play in his apartment complex. He had a, like a two or three story apartment, like a garage and two stories. And we'd run around the complex pretending it was a Death Star. And he was Luke or I was Luke, you know, Han and Luke running around. And we had our, we, I don't even know. I don't remember if we had blasters or not. We had something, you know, we'd run around and make noise and neighbors would complain. And that was uh the like the youngest the, you know the the earliest memories i have of it uh just having a lot of fun pretending to be uh, i the, guess in the movie the funny part cuz i know you and i are both in our our mid to midish 30s right we're we're spring chickens and i i'm sure that you're like me when you're growing up star wars merchandise and and even the toys for kids is so much more complex and like the stuff they have for kids now, I mean now right in some ways almost yep. Yeah, yep. yeah yeah that's what i mean like like i remember growing up and there was there was basically a flashlight and it had big d cell batteries in it and it had the little extender tube and i used to have to color with sharpie over the lens to color the lightsaber because it was just white like they didn't have colored extenders for these things and now they have like you're lucky though why well you're lucky though i, I had a mag light with a piece of blue film that i don't even know where yes. it came from because i was uh, I, I didn't buy it i don't know where it came from. we had blue film we taped that right over the yeah. flashlight and that was it wasn't there was no light it was just a blue light <laughs> that would shine on the ceiling and that was my lightsaber <laughs> And my sister had a, a pink one or something, right. a red so one. So you're like, but it's like, it. it's like something, it's like something to be said for like the imagination. I feel like we had growing up, you know, your, your mom would wrap the presents and then, you know, after the, the, the paper was gone, the wrapping paper was gone. It's like, oh, I got this like three and a half foot tube, man. I'm coloring this thing with, you know, Sharpies and this is my new lightsaber. And, and it's not, it's not to say that. <laughs> Yeah, right. I need this. This is my this is my lights and like wearing like a you know like don't throw away the a packaging. black turtleneck with like black pants so that you were Luke and yeah. Return of the Jedi. Thank you for right. Being. Yeah, man. So uh, it's not it's not to obviously say that you know kids today don't yep. have imaginations. Yep. Yep. And I sound like such a like boomer as I'm like you know talking about it, but it's it's so much. The merchandising Star Wars as a brand is so much different no. now, obviously, and they've recognized all the different facets you can make money on. So I feel like we were in the sweet spot of them. Telling Testing the waters with new, you know, with a new clientele, new customers. We got a lot of cool. Yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff. Like I'm thinking of the generation before us that got the more simpler toys, yeah. you know, very little articulation, right. uh, very, you know, much simpler molds, you know. And then we got something pretty good. I was in the Power of the Force 2 group where they were like buff Luke and, you know, everyone was kind of buff and it was like. You know, and it was like, okay, like they didn't even fit well into the, into the vehicles and stuff. But then now the kids now, which I guess I, I still feel like I'm, you know, I haven't transitioned into an adult. I'm still floating in, in 
adolescence, but the kids now have the coolest toys ever where the, the, you can swap the hands, you can, you can, the ankles roll, like everything, you know, the knees bend on in two places. It's like, these are the best toys ever. And I don't think they can get much better than this. Right. Right. With the hot toys and, and, you know, and, and the black series and all that. It's just like, right. I don't have room for it now. I don't, I mean, I have a little room, but I don't have much room for it now. So I'm trying to limit what I get in that category but they're so yeah cool. it's, it's good for way it's good for have. kids to have playability it's horrible for our wallets though i have to definitely say is it's it's bad for the it's adults a, that are still stuck in that it mode. really is man so all right so, so let's kind of get into the the part of course the, of where our listeners are going to be really into which is which is obviously the costuming part of it our imaginations are are strong and wild as kids as you start to get into an adult, you're like, man, I kind of want to start doing this for real. Like, what was your first, what was your introduction into costuming? And when you started to kind of take it, I don't know, I guess a little serious. So I don't know where it was. This is the, the costuming thing for me is a, sort of new. When I was in, okay. you know, a teenager, I was skateboarding or playing sports. And I still love Star Wars, but I, and I had the figures, I think, still growing up. But um, and then, in, you know, I played music and stuff. So then it was it was all that. And then later on, uh, I discovered you could buy lightsabers. That was the first intro to me. Uh, I, I saw like an ultra saber ad somewhere and I was like, wait a minute. Like, cause I knew about yeah. the, 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 the master replica sabers. I had one of those since I was not a kid. Uh, but <laughs> I had that from like 10 years before and I was like, or 50, I don't even know how long ago I saw that you can have some that you can like actually hit around and you know, you can swap the blades out, put it on your belt, whatever. I was like, oh my God, like this is insane. So I, my wife bought me one for, uh, I think it was my birthday. And I got her one and we both had them and we we're like, yeah, these are fun, whatever. What what happened, my intro to costuming was uh, I was leaving the apartment I was renting here where I live. And someone that came to check out my apartment was, at the time, was the global director of Saber Guild. And oh, man. I had like a, yeah, it was like, what? Well, I, I didn't know what it was at the time. And he, I had a little shrine, like the, the two sabers and like my Luke saber or whatever. And, and he's like, Oh, you, you like lightsabers, you know? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, let me see one. And he's like, started going crazy and twirling it. And I was like, what, you know, like, what is this? Like, is this real? And he's like, well, he, whatever. He gave me all the info. I was like, come if you want. There was a, uh, you know, a, a temple close by. So I've been there for four, five, almost five years. Yeah. It was like it was like Din Djarin watching Luke just slice <laughs> through those dark troopers yeah. and you're like, This is a real Jedi. Oh my god. Yeah. I was like, Are you a Jedi? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I love that, man. I love that. Okay. So Jedi, almost like the Jedi costuming, the 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 lightsabers was kind of your your gateway into it. And then what, yeah. where did, where did the rest of the, you know, you look at galaxy's edge and you look at what, what seems to be most of kind of an intro costume for a lot of people is, is a Jedi costume because, you know, there's a couple of people mm -hmm. who make higher quality versions, but like you can go to galaxy's edge and buy a pretty good looking tunic, you know? And so what was, yeah. what was as far as like hard armor goes, which is obviously a little bit more of fine tuned to your body. What was that? What was that first one for you? So my first intro to build. So I, I had bought a costume first that was already armored, but it was built okay. by someone else. It was it. Uh, the, my, my first order tie pilot that I still have. I love that costume. It, it, I bought it secondhand from a friend happened to be my size. So I was like, perfect. Let's do it. Um, so that was my first experience actually wearing armor. And I was and it, and it wasn't much because the, the tie has, you know, half or, you know, a quarter of what normal troopers. Right. 
Right. So I was like, oh, this is cool, you know. And I had become friends with uh, a bunch of clones at the time. The, the guy who sold me the costume was a clone trooper. And he had a, 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 you know, there was a group of friends that were all clone troopers. And I was like, oh, you know, I, I'd love to do a clone trooper costume. I, I'm going to try to buy a kit when I can next time. And I did. And they all helped me, you know, put it together, you know, you know, because I had no idea what I was doing. I, I'd never built a kit before. So I was like, ah, you know, big box of plastic. What do I do? Um, so, yeah, so I'd, I'd go to a, a one of the guy's house and, and they'd all be there, like, you know, hanging out and they're all doing their armor. And they'd show me, like, oh, cut here. Don't cut that, you know. And it's like, OK, cool. Remember that, you know. John, did you, know, you oops, I cut it out. Did yeah. you go yeah. to an armor party? Yeah, I did. <laughs> nice. Sorry, I had no, to put yeah. my own show You're there right. for a second. Um, so, so, so let me, so let me ask you this. So the kind of going in, okay. So your, your wife buys you these lightsabers and then oh, what man. was, what was kind of the justification for kind of like <laughs> explaining to your spouse? Cause I did the same thing. Right. So I like, I told my wife, I, I'm like, I have a one word answer. Okay. What is this? It's charity. Oh, Yes. Pull those heartstrings, right? baby. Pull those heartstrings. So yeah, and I've taken her to events, so she's like, "Okay, I get it." You know, because like, it's the funniest part. I think is like when I told my wife, "I'm like, I think I want to buy a, a Star Wars costume. Like, I want to do this." And you know, in her head, she's like, "Oh, you you want to buy like the deluxe costume from like you know Party City or something? <laughs> like, what what do you mean?" You're like, yeah. And I'm like, "No, I'm gonna like buy this costume that's for real. Like, I'm gonna look right out of the movie." And the, when you drop the knowledge of being like, well, this, this is a real thing. I mean, you're talking, this is, I've never seen anyone not spend at least the cheapest kit. I believe you can get is probably about 350 bucks for probably like a tie reserve, right? With the boots sure. and the belt and the, sure, you know. sure. so, so my first build personally was a scout trooper and my wife is like, how much are you going to spend on this? And I'm like. <laughs> I think I'm like a thousand bucks in on it. You know what I mean? Which is crazy to any normal person who's like, wait, you don't, you're not going to wear it every day. Like, like what? So, so what was that like rationality for you? You know, how, how did you kind of rationalize it in your mind? Well, it was a huge purchase because the thing was I had bought that tie previously, you know, in a short amount of time between buying the clone kit. So, and I'd spend a you know a, a chunk of money on that tie because it was finished, you know, it, it was right, a finished right. costume. So you know, finished costume a little bit more, more cheap. yeah. So that was the first intro. I was like, ooh, you know, that was a hard hit. And I didn't, you know, not that I, I didn't lie or anything, but I didn't tell her exactly what it cost. You know, it was just like it was, you know, it was a little more than a little more than usual, a little more than it should have been, whatever. But it was fine. Like we didn't talk about it much. But when I bought the clone kit, yeah, you know, and she was like, "What is this huge box?" And I'm like, "Oh, it's my new armor." You know, and she's like, "How much did that cost?" And I was like, "Oh." And uh, so I, you know, I had to, you know, tell her it, it cost this much. And but you know, yeah, I'm but, a, but and she's like, "But, but it's but. not even put together." Yeah, yeah. Her, her, she was like, "But you just spent this on that costume, and that one's finished, and this cost almost the same, and it's not even. It's in a box." You know? Yeah. And I had to, you know, I had to explain like, no, they're built to your specifications. You have to cut everything down to size. Right. You know, it's like, this is actually how I, how you'd prefer it, you know, whatever. She couldn't wrap her head around it. And, 
you know, it was, you know, she was probably a little upset for a while, but she got around to it because I've gotten a little worse since then. So. You've gotten a lot worse. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with your wife on that. Hopefully she listens to yeah. the podcast and I can, I can tell her that, uh, yeah, you've gone <laughs> off the deep end. Um, but I think, There's but, no but like, I think what's, what's funny about it is, you know, you look at this thing and I've always kind of said it to people when they, when they look at just the cost, because I'm sure we're going to have people who are going to listen that are going to go, man, I'm having a real hard time rationalizing the concept of saying i'm gonna pay how much money for 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 what like i'm just paying hundreds of dollars for a like a sidearm on that's not even like the big the big gun you know what i mean and i always kind of tell people i'm like what happens is you grow up and you realize that being an adult is boring right like it's just boring (laughs) yeah right and so and 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 whether it's like you're spending money on mountain bikes or or like i'm not a vegas guy right but some of my friends will go to vegas and spend three thousand dollars on a you know a couple days at the pool and you know and i'm like man you're we spend adult money however you want and I'm just choosing to do it in something that I love that, like you said, allows for me to kind of interact with my community in a fun way. And also like this sub community of costumers makes it really fun, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's a balance between selfless and selfish because obviously there's a side that goes to the community. You, you want to high five kids. I, I love it. I love when kids geek out. Yeah. I live vicariously through them because when I was little, we didn't have that. Or, you know, you, you can right. go to, to a swap meet or an event or whatever and, and see Darth Vader and a, and, a, and a troop, you know, a bunch of stormtroopers walking. That didn't exist. Or, or maybe it did right. for, for once or twice, whatever, you know, like we didn't, sure. I, I've never experienced that before. And, and right. not only that, but you want to be that, you know, as a kid, especially, but as an adult, you're like, I fit into that now. Like I, I'm that size now, you know, whatever, right. any, any, anything to, to fit into that mentally also it's, it's it's the most fun thing ever. Like it's, it's addicting. And, and what you were saying, like to justify the price, it's a huge commitment. It's not something you can be fickle with. You can't be like, I bought it and then have buyer's remorse. Like, Ooh, like I don't want this anymore. Like you have to really, you know, dive in head first and be immersed in it and also have the community around you to be able to help you. Cause that's also important. If you do something by yourself, you're going to have a hard time. But if you have a bunch of support and people that have done it before and, you know, especially with like Instagram, you can reach out and say, like, hey, guys, I'm having an issue with this. You have 20 replies saying, try this or, you know, here's a link to that or, you know, it, it's awesome. So now is a good time to to do all of that if you can. Yeah, and I so feel like before. exactly. And I feel like we've never been, you know, this community, I think, is also rationalizing. Star Wars is in mm. such a weird spot right now where. It's the most, it's almost like you're more nerdy for not liking Star Wars at this point, right? Like it's such a global phenomenon, especially with shows like The Mandalorian that are kind of aiming at bringing some Mm -hmm. like casual fans into the fold, right? Like you don't have to, you know, like I, I don't know many people that aren't hardcore fans that watch The Clone Wars, but... I know a ton of people who are really into the Mandalorian and like they can recognize like, oh, man, that's the guy with the silver helmet. That's Din, you know, and it's really cool to kind of see people who were on the fence about Star Wars because the lore was so big and heavy and and to have it reintroduced to them in a completely independent story. So you didn't have to feel the weight of of Rey and Kylo Ren and all these people who were attached to the original trilogy it's introducing a new set of fans and I'm kind of seeing that at least when 
when I'm talking about Star Wars with with other people, because you're probably like the Star Wars guy for some of your friends, yeah, and I'm the Star Wars guy for yeah. some of my friends, and uh, yeah, yeah, the sounding board, you know. <laughs> so it's it's been really cool, and like for for you. You, you you put these costumes on and like you said, you go out, you high five kids, you do stuff like what, you know, and, and you kind of sold, you sold your wife on it as a charity thing, which I love it's true because it's truly one of the most rewarding. Yeah. 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 It's truly one of the most rewarding parts of, of this, of this thing and this, this organization, like what are, do you have any troops specifically that you're like, man, these this moment stuck with me because I feel like um, every time you put the armor on in some way, there's a great story that comes out of I it. I mean, all of the troops are usually the same in that aspect. Cause there's no kid that doesn't geek out. Like they know in advance that something star Wars is happening or, or, you know, or maybe they might know that sure. you know, Darth Vader's come, or, you know, people are coming, you know, or, or they right. know, or they know nothing. They always geek out. And even, even parades yeah. where you're walking down the street and it's like, families and there's like the kids are like what and you're you walk straight up to them and, you, and they're like oh my goodness and you high five them and they they freak out like it it happens right. every time and and it's never it doesn't get old it, it's like it's like uh i don't know how to explain it um it's just amazing it's like it's a great feeling because you're it, like i said i live vicariously through them so i see the reactions and i i i react the same way inside you know i'm like Yes. You know, like, I love this, you know, so that's how it's, it's a, you know, it's almost like you're authentically seeing that almost, uh, like, what do I, I, I usually say this term a lot, the, the suspension of disbelief. Yeah. They think you're right? the actual Where character. You, yeah. You know? Right. And that, and that's been something that I've really noticed too, because I know that you costume a couple other properties too but i think like there's something to be said specifically about star wars in that you know if you see a guy with like a killer thor kit and it's not putting down marvel cosplayers at all because like they're incredible but like if you don't look like uh you know chris hemsworth some people have a harder time being like oh that's a guy in a killer thor right. suit. but but when you have the helmet on that's they don't know that you're not the that's guy the thing. you know what i that's mean and i think for yeah. yeah and for kids to see that they're like that's darth vader they don't say that's a guy in a darth vader costume they say that's darth right. vader right and i'll give you an example actually we we i did a photo shoot this weekend uh, this past weekend and uh where we shot it's kind of like a trail so there's people running and walking there's people walking their dogs you know families with kids and my buddy and i were both in our full mandalorian costumes and kids you know families with kids walked up and they were same exact thing they geeked out they were like, what? You know, and the, they were super shy to talk to us. So the parents were like, can we get a photo? And we're like, absolutely, you know, come on over. You know, perfect. <laughs> and that's, and they were like, are you guys from the show? And we're like, who, you know, who knows? Sure. You know, like, <laughs> can't say whatever. Just to not say no, you know, I didn't want to be like, oh, you're just right. guys yeah, in yeah. Like, no, we're like, mm, right, right, we're right. working on something, you know, whatever. And they were like, wow. It's California, know. baby. It's yeah, California. You never know. You know, whatever. We're five minutes from Hollywood. <laughs> no, but, you know they they think you are the person even if i'm not i'm not dinjarin obviously i have my own character but sure they're like are you from the show and you're like yeah yes yeah like, buddy. perfect like, like no no but thank you for thinking that you know right they think they that's think so you're, cool you're it so yeah so and then and then kind of more specifically into getting some of the the meat and potatoes of what it is that you do john i mean did you you know you your Facebook is probably some of, I'm sorry, your Instagram 
it's probably one of the most helpful Instagrams I've come across since I've got into this, just because you're so willing to share when things go wrong. And I feel like part of, yeah. And part of like wrestling (laughs) with tech, well, that's, I mean, but it's, but it's awesome because I feel like, like when I joined the 501st and I started putting these costumes together and I was like in this, in my head, I'm like, does everybody who's into this hobby, like, did they all used to work at auto body shops? Like, how does everybody know how to do this? I know. Yeah. So like, like, I think it's really cool that even though you're clearly a season, a season costumer that you share when things go wrong. And like, so how was that? Like, what was the big, the hurdles that you kind of got over to be like, okay, I feel like I have, uh, I've got a handle on this now. Well, I don't consider myself, you know, I'm, I'm a novice still. I'm an amateur at best. I'm, I'm trying to get better each day. What I do is I'll buy a helmet, paint it, sell it and buy another helmet, paint it, sell it just to practice. Sure. You know? Sure. But, um, one thing that I like, like you're saying right now, like how, how is everyone so good and everything is pristine and every, like everyone messes up, you know? And what I didn't like was that, or I mean, people can do whatever they want, but everyone would post stuff finished all the time. Or like, I got this kit and then the next picture is a finished thing. And it's like, well, what'd you do in between? Or what happened? Or like, did you mess Magic. up? Like, and yeah, it's just, <laughs> they snap their fingers and a thing yeah. they're wearing the thing. And it's like, I like, I don't show everything, but I'll, I'll show when something goes wrong. You know, you know, this print didn't come yeah. out right. Or I, I messed up on something or like, that's part of it. Cause a lot of people need to see that. Cause a lot of people will, will fail at something and be like, I suck. I'm not doing this anymore. And it's like, no, 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 keep going. You know, like everyone yeah. messes up. Like, like I said, I'm not, I'm not the best at anything. I, I, I dabble in a little bit of everything, but you mess up, just go again, you know, or, or whenever you can, if it's something expensive, damn, okay, save up, whatever, or find it used, whatever. But if it's something you can do, you know, don't, don't let it, you know, weigh you down. Try again, give, give it a day if you need to, you know, breather. But I like showing that you can mess up, keep going. And it's not all perfect. You know, it's not a pristine For thing. Sure. Every do time. you, do you feel like you've, you know, and, and something that I think is awesome, cause we've joked about this is like, you know, cause I'm currently, I'm, I'm probably like 75% done with this Din Djarin build mm. and this, and this paint, man, this, I've never airbrushed before. The paint has to be pristine because it's supposed to look like it's this like cold cast Beskar that has to be a perfect. And it's like, man, I live, in northern Michigan, <laughs> I can't paint for seven months out of the year. It's been killing oh. me. And I love that you kind of like, you have the, just a, a opinion of like, yo, this is a $4 rattle can from Home Depot. You don't need the automotive, <laughs> the automotive shop to still get because oh. I, because you post those, you post your finished product and it's like, dude, that looks awesome. Like who's going to disagree with but, that? But, but hold on. But that's not a diss on the good stuff. I'm just I agree. cheap. You know, like I, I. I, I'm sure if I had it and I painted it with it, I'd, I'd never go back or whatever, but right. I can't justify buying an eight ounce can for 70 or 80 bucks or whatever. I can get a, a small can of spray paint for 12 bucks and, and, and it won't be the same and the quality will not be the same, but it'll give you the same vibe. And, and if you don't put them next to each other, it still looks amazing, you know? Right. And even if they're next to each other, it looks fine. But I'm, yeah, I, I try to find a way around it. I don't airbrush much. You're just talking about airbrushing. Yeah. I, I use rattle cans for almost everything. Yeah, yeah. and that's and I agree. Um, I, I think I think because I'm using a Luma Luster, and for people who 
um, who, who are listening, you know, that's the official paint that was used from a company called Imperial Surface. And their like specialty is all of these like high end yep. movie quality coatings and paints. And it's professional grade. And so it's very expensive and it requires, you know, some some pretty professional grade tools. And when you see someone who uses them, it's incredible to watch. And I'm so appreciative of watching professionals use it because it works exactly like it should. But like, if you're like getting into painting, like I am, it's, yeah. I think what is encouraging for, for, for people who follow along with you is that you kind of get to see that transition from being like, well, here's where the base is going to go and here's where you can improve. And if you want to go to that next level, then you'll get there. But, but don't let the fact that, you know, you don't have yeah. the $500 paint setup deter you from making a badass costume, you know? And I think that's important to remember too. Totally. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm not, I'm, I don't have a lot of space to work with. Uh, and I'm, so I'm, I try to keep the, the machinery to a, to a low, um, I do have a few 3d printers, but that's all like grouped in a, in a place. It does, you know, it's all there, but, um, I prefer rattle cans. They're easy. I, I paint outside, you know, pop it on a yeah. traffic cone and, um, I do have a little mini airbrush thing. It's like an little battery setup thing and and i just use that for a little bit of weathering sometimes just for like little little cracks little things but i hardly use it uh, it's a lot of cleanup it's kind of a pain to use um sure yeah and you can't and you can't swap colors as fast like that's a huge thing i guess there know? is a way to do it you can like swap there, there's like a station i can buy i don't want to buy all that stuff you know it's like there's so much i'm sure i'm gonna have to eventually but Right, right. Um, well, we'll see if we can. Uh, yeah. They can. They'll sponsor the podcast. We'll see if we can get you hooked up. Um, so, so speaking of which, um, you know, I mean, what do you, you know, so you've got a couple three D printers. If you've been following along with what you've been doing, you're getting into the resin printing stuff. I mean, for people who are listening that are kind of on the fence between saying, you know, because I was laughing about this with somebody, where three D printers are both the most incredible and frustrating thing all at the same time, mm -hmm. right? And so for as many times as it produces an incredible print, a lot of people who have never used them before don't realize how long they actually take to do what you, you what you want or you don't realize the amount of finishing that goes into it enough that you're going man there's no such thing as like you know hey it prints something and now it's ready to go it's like no 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 that's you're talking like that's another thing that's another thing people won't really they won't be like all right guys here's day four you know like they'll be like all right here's the file i'm printing and then they'll post some other stuff and all of a sudden it's like here's the helmet and you didn't get anything in between. Like, I'll show you, man. Like, here's a five-day print. Ready to go, you know, or whatever. Come back in three days. Still going. Or crap, it fell over. Or, you know, because that, that yeah. happens. And and like you said, it's it's when it works, it's the best thing in the world. And when it fails, you just – you really want to throw it out a window. Um, and those – that's um, like the regular PLA printers. Um, the resin printers – I'm super new to resin. I I, pro I got into it like a month yeah. and a half ago, almost two months, whatever. Uh, I got the Mars 2 Pro and it's like, it was like, like if you're worried about moving parts, it has way less sure. things to worry about. They are important things, but you, you know, it's like three important things right. and that's it. Uh, on a regular printer, like what we use, you've got anything can go wrong. There's an unlimited number of things that can go wrong. But with the resin printer, it's been really nice to learn and, and, you know, get used to that and 
It's so simple. It's and, so simple. And I think for a lot of people who are listening are going to, they're going to look at all these things and go, man, I can get a, you know, a, a 3d printer for 300 yeah. bucks, black Friday sale, whatever. Um, you know, what's, what's kind of your advice for someone who's looking to get into something? Cause they are incredible in terms of just making a prop out of nothing. Yeah. Um, they, they do when they work, they, they do have that quote unquote capacity, to do when so. they work. Yeah. But, but yeah, but what, you know, what do you, what kind of advice do you have for someone who's like kind of teetering between saying, you know, I mean, obviously the, the 3d printers have a much bigger print build. And I think a lot of people love the, the idea of being able to make a helmet in one piece, right? right. That's a big thing that a lot of people buy the bigger beds for is because they want to do the helmet in one piece, That's what I did. but the resin, the resin printers aren't, aren't big enough yet to be doing that. Well, they, they are, but for a, for a consumer, they, they aren't there yet. No, yeah. Um, I'd, I mean, the, I wish I would have, like what I'm about to say, I wish I would have heard it a while ago. If you're on the fence about it, if you're thinking, man, should I do it? Oh, I'm not sure. Maybe I'll wait. Just do it. Because the longer you wait, the less you're going to learn and the less you're going to be doing, you know, the less you're going to be doing it. Uh, right. I did that with the 3D printer at first. I, I waited a year or two. You know, people were printing stuff and I'm like, damn, and I'd buy printed things and, you know, I'd work on the prints and I'm like, man, like, I oh, like, oh. Like it's in my head, I'm like, that's a lot of money, you know. It's like, you know, I think CR10 was like 400 bucks on sale, you know, something sure, like that. Sure, sure. 384 or something. And and for me at the time, because I'd never, you know, obviously I'd bought costume stuff, whatever, but like, damn, like I'm buying this machine that I have, no, I have zero knowledge of, you know, besides a video or two I watched on YouTube. All right, here's my debit card, you know, fine. And I, you know, after that, you learn everything, you figure it out. If you, if you don't figure it out, you look it up on YouTube, you ask a friend, there's a million people that are already doing it. Um, and same goes with the resin printer. You know, it, you're like, damn, there's, it, does it stink? Is it too, you know, are, are the fumes gnarly? It's like, it's not that bad. Leave it by a window, put a fan on, don't leave it in your baby's room, you know, but you can have it in your office, have it, you know, well ventilated. You're good to go. Uh, you don't know what to do. You look up an uncle Jesse video, you know, he's got unlimited knowledge. Check it out. They tell you, boom, boom, buy this, don't buy that, do this, don't do that. You're done. You're good to go. Yeah. And I just, think, just do it. And what's, do what's it. so kind of, you know, I know because a lot of people, um, you know, I, I'm in a space where I have a house, I've got a garage, I'm in a little bit of a unique space. And that's why I think traditionally 501st members are a little bit older because the, you know, the, the process of making a costume is like if you're just working with a, a kit, a regular ABS kit the trimmings and the cutting and all that kind of stuff is like, it's hard. It would be very hard for someone who's in an apartment. And I'm always impressed when people say, I, I made this in my apartment. I'm like, how? Yeah. <laughs> Cause I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the dremeling. I'm thinking of the sounds. I'm thinking of all that stuff. So like, what's your workspace like? Oh, well, I, I have, I had a man cave, not a man cave. It was like an office with, I had, you know, my 3d printer. I had a desk. But we had a kid about two years ago, so we gave the kid the room as a responsible parent would, I guess. Oh, I guess. I guess. So I had to move everything into the garage, but I have a very limited space in my garage because we have just another fridge, a motorcycle. There's things to there. So I have a little, I have a little cube of space, um, very little space. Uh, I use a lot of the outside. I have an alleyway that hits my garage, so I use that to paint. I'll sure. put the cardboard down. I'll, I'll do some uh, rotocasting or uh, slush casting. 
And sure. uh, that's the space I use a lot. In the inside, it's mostly just printers. And then uh, I'll hang stuff up if it's drying from paint, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. So that's, that's super encouraging. Cause I think, you know, for some people, you know, you look at all the reasons of why I can't build a costume. I don't have space. I don't have the money. I don't have, I can't justify the money. I can't, I don't have the yeah. tools, you know, and all those things are valid, but I think it's cool to see someone, um, you know, to follow along and kind of see the process of how people do that and how they make it work. I think really, if like, there's a will, there's a way in terms of saying, man, I really want to do this. I'm going to figure out how to make it happen. I think there's one more important thing though. A lot of people will want something immediately or they'll think it's going to be done immediately and there's no it's a marathon it's not a sprint you know right there's no rush to if if the the, the premiere is on next week who cares don't don't rush it because you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be wearing this for however long you know take your time do your research do your fitting whatever you're not competing with anyone no one's gonna be cooler for finishing first or whatever take your time you know because there's a lot of frustrating aspects, especially with costuming. Um, you know, the, the, the clone stuff, for example, it's got to fit nicely and comfortably for you to walk around, no pinching, stuff like that. So right. there's no reason to rush it because you're going to suffer in the end. So, Well, let's, just, let's talk, too, about yeah. that. I think, you know, I think at this point you're one of the first clones from the Bad Batch, I think, in mm. costuming right now, I believe, right? I was the second Hunter approved in the 501st and awesome. I'm friends with the first hunter his his kid's awesome but we have different kids but so one sure. and two yeah that's so cool so so let me ask you this as someone who has a couple different costumes and and i think everyone's story is unique and whatever whatever really like excites them about a costume right it's crazy at how some people breeze over one trooper and then they just completely fixate on another and i know it's different yeah. for everybody so what when you see when you see a, a character on screen what is it about a character for you that really like gets you excited you know is it is it weaponry is it the look is it the vibe is it their personality like what is it what does a character do for you that makes you be like man i'm gonna lose my mind over this guy yeah i mean it's it, i think it's a a a few things because it's like how how cool you you know you think the thing is you know i, I love clone trooper it looks so cool awesome or you know how much you like connect with a character for their personality traits or whatever you know like oh man you know or um like weaponry for sure jedi like i love that lightsaber i'm gonna build that costume just because i love that lightsaber or right. like I, I've, I've i've done it i've done a few of those and it, or like aliens for example i love the alien costumes but I can't afford all those, all these crazy masks. So I, you know, pick one, maybe pick two and just something. And I also like the uniqueness. Like if you can pick something that not a lot of people have chosen before, or like something you'd want to see, you know, like I've never seen an I'm a Gundai costume. Let's do it. You know, something like yeah. that. that. Yeah. That, I think yeah, I, that speaks I, to I, me. It's well, cause I, for the longest time I've been like, man, I, obviously pretty fitting. I want to do a Hondo Onaka. I think it'd be super funny. Um, obviously people, so a lot of people have expected that from me and I'm like, Oh, that would be pretty sweet. Um, but I mean, what do you, you know, as far as it, you know, as, do, do you think about the technicality of it? Yeah. I think it's really cool because I know that you follow a lot of the, the actual people who design the concept designers and the customers of the shows. And you're in LA and there's obviously enough people around there through, you know, seven degrees sure. of separation that you you've run into some people. I mean, what do you think is, is like really the biggest difference between in, in what you've seen in the design of the costumes 
all the way from the original trilogy, which, you know, if you compare them side by side, it's like, man, these original trilogy costumes are so haphazardly put together in their own beautiful way versus, man, it's like, then you have like the Death Trooper, which is just the most incredible costume that's so ornate, so detailed. Like, what do you see as a difference? Like, what's your take on on some of the difference of the costumes? I think the magic of the original trilogy was that there was a limited budget and that they used, you know, a lot of found parts, a lot of what they could. They were using flash handles from cameras for as weapons, you know. Uh, right. You name it. They're, now my head's drawn to blank. But they had all sorts of things that you're like, that's this, you know. Like, if you look at it now, you can buy a vintage piece or a replica piece of, of you know, to build whatever you want. And something I noticed in from the prequels to the original trilogy is when you, they put their lightsabers, all of them had uh, clips on the original trilogy, but in the sequel trilogy, they all had cover tech wheels just because for whatever reason, but the cover tech seems like something more advanced. So it's like they go, it's like the, the whole trilogy, the whole sequel, all, all the movies, I feel like they go from the future to the past in terms of technology. In a right. sense, for, for the good guys, at least, they're always struggling to, to keep up. But, it, sure. you know, they first had great armor, great weaponry, this and that. And then the original trilogy is like scraps of what's left. And then the, you know, then you get Ray, who's literally a scrapper, you know, you know, cleaning junk up. And so it's right. like, you know, I feel like it digresses over time, but it's in a good way because I love the old found, found part tech stuff. Um, and the concept design stuff, I, I don't do any seamstress stuff. I don't sew. I should, I should really learn how to, but, um, I always go to outside sources for that friends and stuff, but, um, the armors, are, you know, everything, you, it's, it's, everything's an inspiration. It just, everything looks the way you'd want to wear it. I feel like. Yeah. And I love, I love, you know, and of course like the updates for like even the rogue one TK, <laughs> versus the original trilogy like it's so cool that it's such an easter egg for people who really care about this stuff and i think like and i don't know if you're the same way as me but i look at star wars in a completely different way now since i got into this hobby because i'm i'm so impressed with how they do the function over fashion and how so little of it and especially for someone like john favreau when i found out that the dark troopers and the mandalorian were actually costumes my mind was yeah. blown, right? And of course you have like your gears yeah. and the elbows are, are green screen and they add those in. But in, sure, you sure. know, but in, in reality, it's absolutely incredible that most of Star Wars seen on screen, obviously besides the prequels, which were more a testament to what the technology was at the time, but like they're real costumes. Like it's real. You can, you can see them at displays and you can actually, it, it's encouraging to let fans know that, yeah, you can make this with your hands right. and plastic the same way that somebody else got paid to do. Right. So yeah. I think it, does it make you feel the same way? I mean, am I, I, I can't, I, I don't think I'm alone in this cause I know that yeah. you, you and I are cut from the same cloth. I never think it's impossible. Like you said, like I, I didn't, I thought those death troopers were all CGI and it turns out they're actual people in them. You know, when we saw the behind the scenes photos. Right. And I feel, and, and I feel like, okay, that's doable then, you know, like it, the guys wearing the costume, it's doable. Like nothing's impossible. I feel like, um, there's always someone talented making a model of something or, or, or someone sculpting something or, you know, if you don't do it yourself, for example, like, cause I, I don't do that either. There's very little I do. I I'm, I'm a glorified painter to be honest, but every, you know, you just, yeah, man. 
It's so it's cool. Just, and I and I so and I cool. love is there is there if like we're talking is there a character like what's what's your favorite character design of of a recent, you know, mine mine of course like someone put me to the spot the other day and was like what's your favorite character design? Like what's your favorite helmet right now? And I'm like, "Man, I ca- I still can't get over seeing the shore troopers in Rogue One." just the the color oh, scheme really the inspiration yeah. behind like the that they were like a you know it was the color scheme was picked off of a, a fighter a fighter bomber i think in world war ii and all of it was just glenn dylan absolutely knocked that one out of the park and i still love it even though i'm i'm yet to build one what what about you john what's like a, a character or a costume that you just still can't get over yeah i agree with you the short trooper is beautiful it did stand out just like the Death Trooper did um, in Rogue One. Those are both like, wow. Um, but my flavor is definitely the Mandalorian, uh, the Covert-style Mandos. Um, yeah. Just all of that, man. I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like that's what we've been waiting for in terms of, not, not so much even from live-action TV show or movie, just in general. Like, all right. of that grittiness... All of the, you know, like, cause we see, we see the, the grit and the dirt and other, you know, original trilogy and sequel, tri- it's all there, but man, like that Western feel, the, I, I, I it leaves me at a loss for words. Cause it's so good. I feel like that th- this series just opened a, a Pandora's box of unlimited possibilities in terms of storytelling for star Wars. And I think they did a killer job with Mandalorian and, it couldn't have been better. I mean, couldn't have been better, honestly. I so think buddy. having that, you know, and, and especially for someone who, you know, you're, you're someone who's building a kit that is, you know, they're, and I think one of your kits is an Imperial surplus, surplus, right? My clone kit was, I don't have my phase two anymore, Okay, but it was an Imperial surplus kit. Okay. And it was great. Okay. So what, what was really cool about that is like there was what for for some people who are learning about the difference between the kits there's actually a there's a movie there's like a realized a realistic version and then there's actually an animated version yeah. that i think surplus makes yeah. and so kevin who owns imperial surplus is is so talented yeah. um and to have for people to be able to have that choice of saying like i want to look like the animated show, or I want to look like the actual movie from, you know, attack of the clones is really a cool testament to how star Wars, you know, attracts fans. And so for someone like you, who's making a realistic version of a character that I hope someday we see on screen, (laughs) but you're, you obviously the, you know, having Hunter, who's going to be in the bad batch, which comes out in a week. Um, you know, what is it like? Do you, have you had any issues with something, you know, does something look off? Does something feel right? Do you go for that? You go for obviously understanding that you're not, you know, uh, an animated rigged character and, yeah. and you know, how, how faithful do you have to feel like you have to be to a character? Because that's what I wonder how the, how the designers felt going from seeing Bo-Katan in the Clone Wars, then bringing her to life and making some, in my opinion, well really well-addressed issues to bring that costume to life and still make it feel like, okay, I could see that's the realistic version of the costume, right? Yeah. I feel like the, uh, so that's the best part about this hobby to begin with is you can choose 
whatever style you relate with. If you grew up with the Clone Wars, you, you, you can do animated. If you grew up watching the prequels, you can do a movie style. It's great. But um, the best part, well, I'm sorry. I just lost my train of thought. Um, we're talking, we're talking going from an animated show okay, where start, Star yeah. Wars. Yes. And, and obviously like sorry, and, sorry. And for, for people who are going to jump in your Instagram, you've got, you know, and you actually look like Kane and Jarrus, which I think is so awesome. Cause oh. we we're kind of, we were kind of, we were kind of ragging on the, the Marvel cosplay just a little bit. If you don't look like the characters, which should never deter you from, from building a costume, no, but, no. but you actually look like Kanan. And I remember seeing a photo of you from a cosplay page. And I was like, holy crap, that guy looks like Kanan Jarrus. It's amazing. And then finding out it was you. And I'm like, dude, this is awesome. But like, I think the, the question I'm wondering is like, how do you deal with going from an animated character to real life and right. bringing, making it realistic and then making design decisions that obviously have to impact the fidelity of having sure. a real costume? So I feel like you have a little bit of give and take with the animated costumes. Um, obviously if there's a kit, that's the way the kit is. Right. You can't alter it because they all look the same, but, uh, stuff like Kanan or stuff like I'm a gun die. I feel like you can kind of bend the rules a little bit. Uh, you know, unless you're making armor, you know, handmade armor, it's not going to look identical. Like I, I had to buy and also modify bought, you know, found things, right. Like my armor for Kanan was snakebite armor that I had to like paint and, and add the circles and change, you know, cut them up a little bit. And um, yeah, it's just a matter of, you know, making it comfortable. Cause a lot of the stuff is, it looks completely exaggerated. All the animated stuff is they're either very long right. or the, you know, the body proportions right. are not correct. And you do what you can for I'm a Gundaya was kind of a challenge because he's got these little like, nostril yeah. things here and the costume is hard to fit over on an actual mask that has that stuff compared to the show where it's like perfectly right, lined right. up they and, don't have to know. really worry about physics so as much you, uh, yeah no not at all and so you, you you compromise on on screen accuracy and actual you know wearability yeah for sure it's, like. well it's it's regardless uh john it's so cool to see you know what it is that you do and and watching your journey of I, f I swear every time you work on a costume, man, I'm like, that's the best thing you've ever done. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, and, you know, I think if you could give some, you know, you, you've amassed quite a following on Instagram and, you know, do you, do you feel like at some point, like there is a, you know, some people, like you said, only like showing finished products. Some people want to maintain that level of mystery to maybe not give away too much stuff about what makes them unique or what makes them uh, offer a service. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, that's another thing. A lot of people don't like sharing their secrets because they offer right. a painting service or they do something. So where do you think Instagram kind of has, has existed in costuming and both like for the good and for bad? I think it's been more good than bad because you know, yeah. I, I've had this account for four years or five years or so at the beat. And it's actually the beginning of my journey. Cause it was, I, I had those, those lights. Like the first few pictures are those lightsabers I was talking about. So, you know, yeah. it, it's been cool to like grow from nothing and you meet people and, and you, you connect and like, Oh, I do this too. Or I like this too. Cool. And it builds from there. It's like a tree, you know, a flower blossoming. It's awesome. And obviously there's, you know, the fake aspect because on Instagram, everything's really nice and everything, you know, everyone's at their best and everyone is smiling. And yeah, obviously you want to see stuff like that. 
but they don't show you sure. everything. You know, they show you the moments they choose, which is perfectly fine. That's what, that's what it's for, basically. But I, like you said, right. I like to, you know, there's the good, which is the good, and then here's the mess. You know, and I feel like it's. I might not post it, but every story I do is is whatever happened. You know, if it was good or bad, it's in there. You see it for the most part. If I, you know, I don't know if even people care about that to be honest. Because sometimes I'll post stuff and they're like, "Why, why, why'd you post that?" And it's like, oh, it's a mess up." You know, why not? So showing new people mess up. You know, no big deal, right? Why yeah. not? It's like my someone, Instagram. Someone I can do whatever I want. Once. Like, why are you posting your mess ups? I'm like, to show you that it happens to everyone, you know? <laughs> like, it's not, like, everyone you see on YouTube or the big accounts that, that do really great, they mess up too. Like, everything, you know, paint-wise or, or if they have a farm of printers, you know, like, they're, half their printers are going out half the time. They're, they're not posting about it, but, you know, stuff happens. So, right. why not share it? Yeah, I I completely agree. Well, it's it's a it's a breath of fresh air to see it because I feel like even as a even even as someone who has three costumes, like there are other costumes where I I feel overwhelmed and I'm like, man, this is crazy. And also at how fast, man, how fast some people just dive into these costumes, and it seems like, you know, I'm like, man, like do, do you do you have a day job? Like, how, how are you working on, how are you making so much progress on this? Like, cause I'm, I'm like you, like there's times where I'm like, man, if I get to work on a costume for an hour a week, <laughs> yeah. that's a good week, you know, because some like life gets in the way. Right. So I think, I think it's really, it's, it's, it's something to remind ourselves that first of all, this is yeah. a hobby. It's not a race. The, the reward is being able to put it on and interact with other people. And I, I've personally kind of come back into the idea of, you know, when, when you get into this hobby, you start getting into, you know, Ooh, this is the most accurate file. Ooh, this is the, you know, this is yeah. the best one. And I love accuracy because someone is paying the person who designed it a tribute by saying, I wanted to nail this as faithfully as I could to replicating I like it. So I, I love like that. that. But I think at the end of the day, yeah. And I think at the end of the day though, what it is that we do with our time is make someone's day a little bit happier or make someone's day a little bit cooler because we're sharing our love with their disbelief that they could be seeing someone from star Wars. And I think that's, you know, that's, it's really cool. So what's, what's the state of, of costuming in, in, in Southern California, you guys obviously have one of the largest garrisons yeah. in the entire 501st. So like how, how, what's your community like down there? It's a lot of fun. A lot of great people. Um, I'm, I feel like there, there's almost no one that, you know, there's always a bad apple here and there, but everyone's cool. You know, we all know each other. Uh, they, a lot of people have been there for t almost 20 years, you know, some people have been there a long time. So incredible. Um, yeah, it's cool. And so every, everyone's really nice. I, I, I haven't had any real issues with people out here. I love that. Well, yeah. I, and I think, I think that's, that's, what's important because if you find a community that supports how ridiculous this hobby is, uh, those are your, those are your people. Those are your that's people that thing, hold you yeah. up and you go, you know, you're like, am I crazy? And everyone else who's crazy goes They're like, we're yes. all crazy. Yeah. We're all crazy. We're here. We're here. So <laughs> I think that's awesome, man. So, so John, let's do a lightning round while we wrap this thing up. Cause I, uh -huh. I know I'm, I'm interested in hearing your, your take on it. So try and answer your questions as quick as you can, because I know that oh, people shit. are going to want to know. So let's hit that lightning round.
Okay. Okay. Who is your favorite character design in Star Wars? Man. Uh, I'm pressing you. I know. As of now, it's it's the Mandalorian, uh, the whole the whole Mandalorian uh, costume design that's going on between the main character and and the the covert Mandos, Path of Isla, all of them. Love it, love it, love it, love it. All right, you're fully Mando. Yeah. Co- uh, let's say cost is no objective. Someone gives you ten thousand dollars and says, "John, build it." What do you build? Man, ten thousand? Is it costume or anything? <laughs> <laughs> are we getting technical over this, this is great in my let's head say, i thought say, atst for some reason i don't know why a fully but, functional one yeah that's right well, I don't we're, know, 10 we're waiting on probably not enough but <laughs> looking let's I, say, I just let's say 10 grand for costume oh man okay, that's that's good uh, i like that costume hold on uh maybe star killer from the from uh for some one or two like one of the gnarly ones Ah, man of culture. I see, John. Style, maybe I don't know. Oh, I love that. Like that. All right, so Star Killer. That's that's a deep cut. I like that. Um, who do you think this one might get you in trouble? Who has better designs, the good guys or the bad guys? I think the good guys have better designs, personally. Uh, and that's no no. Ships, I love the costumes. Ships, love the costumes. Uh, I just like that they're all you know half put together. The, the ships are taped together most of the time, and. I do love the bad guy costumes, you know, but they're too clean. I, I like the weathered, you know, worn in, battled in, sweated in look. All right, that's it. The re- a, a rebellion built on hope and by uh, Phillips head screws. Um, <laughs> all right, John, you get you get to pilot one ship in Star Wars. What do you choose? If it's not the Outrider, then an A wing. Dude, you are deep on this on the on the video games, Dude. man. I love that. A lot rider right here, just hanging out. So you can't see this, but oh, John just pulled out the outrider, yeah. like just had it sitting there. He was ready. <laughs> that's good. That's that's awesome. So and then you said an A wing. All right, so you're an A wing, which which you know what is kind of a it's a little bit of a deep cut. Obviously, so often overlooked by the X wing. Yeah, the X wing's cool. The A wing is a sweet little ship, I, man. I love the A wing. I like the Y wing a lot too. Uh, I, the designs of the rebel ships are so good. The B wings, awesome. It just looks so cool. I wouldn't yeah. fly one because they're not very quick, I guess. But they just look so cool. Yeah. Uh, the X wing's cool. I guess. I just love the A wing. The A wing's awesome. Respect, man. Well, John, thanks for spending time with us, man. I, I appreciate you coming on and 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 doing this and helping us get this podcast started. It's it's been so cool connecting with other people through not only through Hondo Supply, but obviously we're all kind of in that same crew, man. We're all a little crazy about Star Wars, and and our obsession of bringing Star Wars to life has really made a pretty incredible community. And I'm excited to connect with people like you. And what do you have coming up? Like, what are, do you have any other uh, oh, builds planned or, you know, we're all roads lead to celebration 2022. Oh, man. So what are we doing? Um, well, I, I'm working on, I'm working on, I'm printing a bunch of stuff that I haven't started working on yet. I have um, the tank trooper from the Mandalorian. I have all the armor printed. I have all the soft parts. I just have to get to work. Um, so the tank trooper is, is the, in the, in what people are calling the Bill Burr episode yes. where they're, they're, they're bringing the Tabana to the refinery and it is a mud trooper body from solo with the hover tank pilot from rogue one, just colored a little bit of a different color. So that's Correct. the kit you're going for. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm loving the aesthetic of the show. 
I like that it can be an, you know, I can still do a bad guy costume. I have a, my Mando costume that's post-imperial. I, I'd consider it a good guy, I guess. So I just want to cover a bit of that because it's just, I'm loving it. I want to eat it up. So good. Well, let's talk about this too. Before we go, yeah. you're also kicking off a YouTube series probably in the next couple of weeks here. And tell me about yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm doing a, po- uh, I guess, yeah, I guess it's a YouTube series that's um, going to be called Maker's Choice. And it's going to be basically me reviewing um, products and services from people. So if, you know, I'm going to, I always buy helmets or I'll take a helmet file or something. I always do that anyway. So I might as well review it. So in case someone else wants to, you know, they're on the fence about buying something, they can say, oh, this guy liked it or he didn't or whatever. Um, so it's going to be a lot of that. Mostly uh, prop services, sorry, prop makers, different prop makers, sure. uh, products and services like install, lightsaber installs, uh, stuff like that. And I think for, for people who are, are kind of hovering around the idea of building a costume, traditionally what we would say in the costuming clubs is to, you know, you join the the forums and that's kind of been like a blanket statement. Join the forums, start reading for the next six years of your life. I hate that. Right. And I'm, and I I'm like, that. and I get it because what, but what they're trying to do is they're trying to tell people not to get burned by someone who is be- by some shady 3d printing you know. company or something mm-hmm. right there. So, so I think, sure, I think it's going to sure. be really great for people who are overwhelmed by the amount of information in a late nineties designed old school forum, which, which a lot of the costuming <laughs> clubs are based in. Right. But I think it's going to be really cool to yeah. kind of see reviews that are both put to the test by you but then also like authentically really digested in terms of saying, I'm not, you know, you can, it's very easy for people to be wowed taking something out of the box and going, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. But once you start yeah. working with it, you start to notice the things that are maybe not as awesome or maybe even better than you thought. So I think it's a great opportunity for people who are considering getting into costuming. Boom. Here's this five minute review from this guy that I obviously follow his stuff. I trust him. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, it's mostly just to, uh, share information, you know, uh, and it's, it's, I'm just one person, you know, my opinion is not gold. You can take it for what it's worth. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, I, I want to review a lot of stuff that, that people often buy, you know, that often want to buy that I've already bought, you know, or even a product that they're thinking of using, you know, like, well, I've used it a few times. It works this way or that, you know, and um, I've gotten a lot of people asking, like, can you make a video? Do you have a YouTube? And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do it just because uh, I heard, like I said, I already do this stuff. I might as well just put a camera on and right. talk to it. And you know, this is what I'm doing, <laughs> right. you know, whatever. Right. Um, yeah. yeah it's awesome. going to be fun. Should be good. Cool. So it's called Maker's Choice. Maker's Choice, yeah. So because all right, I feel like makers buy props, but they have a choice what they buy. Yes, so. yes, absolutely. So Maker's Choice is going to be coming out. We'll definitely share that on our channels because obviously, John, we're a huge supporter of you and appreciate all that we've we've grown to appreciate about each other and our humor. And I I I, I truly am excited for this community because uh, as we as we grow together and as we learn from each other, um, you know, you're you're definitely someone who I, I look at and say, man, I know that he's had some tips or tricks of how to of how to get around some of these problems. So I, I appreciate you on a friendship level. Um, so yeah, so Maker's Choice is going to be a, a series that's going to come out. We'll definitely share that on our social. Uh, John, where can people find you on on this on the social? Um, Alpha Ignition on Instagram, on Twitter, 
Facebook. I don't use it much, but it's there. Um, sure. And YouTube will also be, it's already there, Alpha Ignition, but I'm just haven't made the series yet, but we're getting there. Awesome, man. Well, John, I appreciate your time. I, I, yeah, I just wanted to say thanks. Uh, I love this. You, you're a great dude. Uh, and uh, I, I wish you a lot of success with this podcast. Cause hey, man, we'll, awesome. we'll see on the interwebs. We'll be doing this. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll be geeking out over Bad Batch as it comes out. So thanks again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and if people if people want to reach out to you, I know you're super active on, on social too. So uh, definitely interact with John. Give him a follow. It's a great account to follow, Alpha Ignition. So my friend, see you on the other side. Keep it sticky, keep it wet, painted, clear-coated, whatever you got to do, man. I'll appreciate you. Thanks for being on the show. Dry is nice. (laughs) Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Well, and look at that. Our first episode of Armor Party has come to a close. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you enjoyed this conversation and look forward to many more. Again, I am your host, Mike Forster. We'll be dropping new episodes of Armor Party every other Tuesday. Armor Party is also a part of the Thank the Maker Network. Thank the Maker is three friends from the music industry that were in some pretty popular bands that got together to share their love of all things Star Wars. And we decided that we wanted to just keep bringing more content to fans like you and us. So what we're going to do is share, be social, interact with each other, and kick off a network of series that are going to be super entertaining if you are a fan of all things Star Wars. Thank you again for listening. We hope you enjoy the show. Find us on social media, on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. And always remember, being an adult is boring, and Star Wars is forever. Everything is proceeding as I have foreseen. <laughs>